Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you as always to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Okay, let's begin. Once again, I'm joined by a special guest today. If you're a part of our Facebook group, the Gravity Beard Interns, you know him as Science C. Science Face. He's also a top 10 contributor in our group. Let's welcome back to the show, the great Corey McCord. Thank you for having me. I'm really trying to uh, work my way up the list. I, have a, I actually have a question about that, just real quick. Sure. If I like something, does that help me move I have, up the I list? I have no idea. You have no idea. No, okay. I mean, you have no clue how this works. Who understands, who understands the... What's it called? The the, uh, the Facebook metrics or whatever, I, whatever it's called. Whatever I, it is. Who who knows? Okay. Who knows? H- however, I said you're a top ten contributor. I think we should check right now because you'd slipped. You were like six or I seven, know. I, and then I moved to ten. And I I've know. Been, I, last couple of days, I've really been trying to step up my game, but I've, <laughs> but I've been busy though too. I I, I I guess I'm busier than than Luke Up Umshide. Well, he slipped to number two. He's yeah. <laughs> he's in the two spots. <laughs> right. Who took over? Wasn't Vlado? Was Paul it? Chomo. Paul Chomo. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Well, Corey, I'm pleased to tell you that you're still in the ten spot. Number ten. Yeah. Okay. Now All Sarah right. Stapleton, who was an eleven, moved mm-hmm. into ten, is now in nine. So she's Ooh, past you. Wow. And now Kelsey Jane, who we know is formidable, mm-hmm. she's now an eleven, nipping at your heels. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So we won't belabor that, but okay. at the moment. You are safe. I got work to do. <laughs> yes, you need. When we leave here, I in think. In fact, you know, I may be on my phone during this podcast, just <laughs> doing doing work. Well, I, either way, you've got the rest of the day to <clears throat> yeah. to get focused okay. and you know spend some time doing what's important. Right. Okay. This is your third recent appearance on the show. It is. Yeah. You did two shows recently. By by the way, you're kind of becoming a regular, and that makes me happy. It makes me happy too. I enjoy I enjoy this. I told you this morning. This yeah, is, you did. Uh, this is good. You did. But you were on, we did a show on Deep Cuts. That was super fun. We did yep. a show on how to watch Star Wars. That was also very fun. Mm-hmm. I'm still disappointed we don't have any commentary on this at all. Yeah, that wasn't nearly as polarizing as I thought it would be. For, I mean, it wasn't, even, wasn't polarized. No one even commented. I thought that would explode our Facebook group. I did too. Yeah, but it's out there, so people want to hear it. If you think you know the right way to watch Star Wars, you don't. You need to listen to the episodes that's that, you, exactly, that you know. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. Well, I think you would agree that we have a lot of really fun people in the Facebook group. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're interesting, too. They are. Yeah. And you're one of those interesting people. Thank you so much. Yeah. So anyway. We excel at sarcasm, by the way. That is not sarcasm. No, no, no. On the on the GBI page, we all excel at sarcasm. But but we're still nice to each other. Oh, com- yes. We, uh, we strike course. a very... We strike a balance in the group that's very difficult, in my opinion, especially on the internet today. It's not mean spirited. It's not at all. At all, no. It's very. It's all in good fun. But everyone, everyone has their jabs, but they're they're good. But we understand it's all good. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, And we all like each other. We all care for each other. You know why? One of my the reasons I suspect it we're able to strike that balance is because we are determined. One of the one of the unspoken rules of the group is that we don't talk about truly polarizing things out in the world. It, the group is for, is an escape for, yeah, from that. So we don't is. talk politics. We don't talk religion. We right. don't... Anything that's going to set people off, mm-hmm. any, any of the things that are setting people off out in the real mm-hmm. world, those are kind of, in an unspoken way, they're off limits. Right. Yeah. And even the flat earth discussion, which might get close to that <laughs> for me... Uh, we still we're still very very kind and 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 open minded to one another. 
even though those people are wrong. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Meaning meaning the round earthers are wrong, not the flat earthers. Yeah, you're a flat earther. Absolutely. You believe that I'm a earth- scientist. And it, and you can't be a scientist and think that the that the earth is spherical. It's it makes it's no an sense. observable fact that the earth is flat. Go outside and look. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because I'm just going to say to be continued mm-hmm. because that's going to be a topic that I think we're going to spend more time going, uh, spend more time on into the future. In fact, I've even uh, I read it, your post. Yeah, so I've, I've we've some things have been posted, some articles, couple mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. I've I had a phone call with Clay Groves from the Fish Nerds podcast. We may collaborate on a, a flat Earth related project going forward. So that that tease is out there. I'm just going to say that it's out there. Well, I hope I'm brought in as the is a science expert expert for the uh, for the truth, the truth position. Yeah, well, I, I think you'll have that opportunity. Okay, good. Quite possibly. Okay, so anyways, one thing that I posted in the group recently was I asked everybody to post a fun fact about themselves. And we got responses in a number of different ways. We did get a response to the Facebook post. We'll read some of those later. We got a hotmail message from Jim Weir sharing his fun fact. I think you're going to like that. And also, we've got a, a couple of live phone calls to make. We're going to call a couple of listeners. Friend, I'm very excited about Friends that. of the show where they're going to share their fun facts. Mm-hmm. One of them is to a listener that we all know and love. The second one is a mystery caller. I'm going to reveal who that is a little bit later. But before we get to any of that, you reached out to me and you had a variety of things that you wanted to address. Do you right. Re- do you remember that? One of them is my commando story. The other yep. one was um, my commentary on peeing in the shower. And then the third one, remind me. You had a comment about Jake Lloyd. because Because a- you took a shot at Jake Lloyd in the Star Wars episode. Yes. Jake Lloyd called into the show. Right. In response right. to you taking a shot yes. at him. Yes. He didn't seem very happy about it. He No. He defended himself. He did. Which and he has the right to do. Even he does. Though he's wrong. And we were really glad to hear from Jake. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I love the fact that celebrities, well, even pseudo celebrities in that instance, call the. You're show. really stirring it up. So. <laughs> Are you trying to pick a fight with Jake? I'm Lloyd? not trying to pick a fight with. Jake so, what Lloyd? is your comment? What comment were you going to make about Jake? My Lloyd? only comment is, is that you know, I hate that that your life is taking a turn for the worst. I certainly don't uh, don't like bullying in any form or fashion. Right. Okay. But you need to own what you did. So, and what do you mean by that? Even though George Lucas is one of the worst writers in movie history, in my opinion, even and, and I say that keeping in mind the fact that I love Star Wars immensely. You know, Jake, I just the performance wasn't the best, man. And uh, and 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 that and that movie almost single handedly, not his performance necessarily, in, in, but the movie itself almost single handedly sunk the whole thing for me. But that seemed to have very little to do with Jake Lloyd's performance. I mean, he was what, like 10 or 11 yeah, at the time. Yeah, it just, you know, and maybe it was bad direction. You know, maybe, maybe it wasn't all Jake's fault. Maybe it was bad direction. It was certainly bad dialogue. Okay. So, okay. but, you know, like I said, I, I, I wasn't trying to hate on the kid, but he did, he did come back with a pretty big shot on the hotline. So, well, and I don't know, you're kind of taking the shot at him again. So we might I, hear from Jake Lloyd the well, second time. Okay. I'm I'm comfortable with that. Okay. All right. What did you have to say about peeing in the shower? Okay. It, I don't think that the poll was very clear. Um, it says, do you pee in the shower? No. I mean, in general, I don't pee in the shower. Have I peed in the shower? Yes, I have peed in the shower. Um, but but <laughs> typically, that's 
only happens when maybe I've had maybe a little bit too much to drink. Okay. As opposed to like every morning I use that as the as the the orifice to to mm-hmm. relieve myself. So right. I think there's a difference there. I think there need to, my whole point is I think there need to be a clarification in the poll. Not a do, maybe a have you. Okay. Or do you do it regularly? I think that's a different topic. Okay. I've never peed in the shower. In your entire life. Never. Even when you were a little boy. If if have I your pee, little boy if I peed in the shower, yes. Yes, they have. <laughs> okay. I've it, to best of my memory. Mm-hmm. Now, it, did did three year old Toaf pee in right. the shower? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, but I don't have. I certainly haven't as an adult. I have as an adult. I can assure you that I'd probably had several beers. I've never peed in the shower. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Okay. You've got a story about going commando. Yeah, I can't remember what the poll was, but the poll said it asked if you. It was a Jim Weir poll. Yeah, it was a Jim Weir poll, which makes sense. Yeah, I don't think he does wear underwear much. But, um, <laughs> Everything uh, he wears is a little questionable. True, that is true. I, uh, you, I don't know if you remember this, and and he may not, he may not admit to this. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same same industry. Yes. Well, we were at a at a convention, a more local convention that you're mm-hmm. aware of. Mm-hmm. And I saw Jim. So at, at a business convention, we're mm-hmm. all wearing something in between Friday casual, which is some form of slacks and a nice shirt, or even up to suits and ties. Yeah, that's what most people are wearing. Yeah, he was with a client wearing an Adidas tracksuit. Dude, I totally don't remember that, and I, I, I must not have seen it because that would have been the. I'd have taken a picture of that. You remember the Royal Tannenbaums? Yeah, the Adidas and the yeah. and the Beastie Boys. Yeah, people that have made those famous. Well, that's what he was wearing. You realize that my boss, who you know, of course, okay, yeah, uh, several years ago, he had a series of those Adidas track suits <laughs> in different colors, and he wore them every <laughs> single day. Why wouldn't you? To the office, they're amazing. Well, yes, well to his own office at his own company. It is, yes, we not at an industry convention, and we and we certainly and we certainly have no dress code where I work. But well, we don't really either. Still, but yeah. Yep. I wouldn't have worn it to a convention. I, I can't a convention. Guarantee, I can't guarantee you my boss wouldn't have worn it to a convention. I can't guarantee that. Yeah, he may have. He may have. He. I mean, he plays to the beat of his own drum. Oh yeah. And I applaud that. I, I'm not. I'm not it's saying his company it, can do what he wants. I am not saying it out of criticism. But it's a it's a crazy choice to go to a business convention surrounded by people wearing suits and wear a. It's bold. Case, it's I'm, a bold move. Anyway, so with regard to the commando story, we'll make this quick. I was, this is actually a cautionary tale. Um, As many commando stories are or should be. Right, exactly. Uh, I had to go, I went to the doctor for a checkup, and yep. my doctor was, was had had uh, hired a, either a nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant. I'm not sure which one this person was. But uh, she comes in and introduces herself, and very attractive young, young woman. Um, and so... We're talking, and I'm like, so what's going on? She goes, well, you know, I'm, I'm here to help him take some of the load, and, and this is, you know, just a checkup. So I was like, okay, fine, no problem. Anyway, so she said, she's giving me the exam, and she tells me, she goes, could you take off your your boots and jeans and, and just sit on the on the table with your, you know, in your, you can leave your socks on, but sit on the table with your in your underwear and, and, and take your shirt off so I can do the exam. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. And she's like, she looks at me like, um, I'm sorry, why not? I was like, I'm not wearing underwear today. And she's like, oh, okay, all right, 
I got you. Isn't Not that a like problem? Isn't that like eating like black licorice right before you go to the dentist? Shouldn't you be wearing underwear when you go to the doctor? I, this was not. A, this was a physical. I didn't even think that this was going to happen. You know, and so begin a cautionary tale. If you go to the doctor, wear underwear because you never know what they're going to ask you to do. So, okay, all right. So that was it. That was my commando story. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, actually. It's kind of embarrassing, you know, but she was cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, now that we have that stuff out of the way, Corey, why don't we get to our intern fun facts? Great. All right, well, let's start with you, Corey, because I think let's you and I share our fun facts, and then we'll we'll share some of um, we'll share some fun facts in the group. Great. Now, I don't know if this is the one you were thinking of for yourself, but the one I was going to share about you is you're a bit of a Renaissance man. There's probably a number of different things. I know you've got this look on your face like I'm overstating it, but it's true. Okay. One ev- one piece of evidence is that you're an accomplished woodworker. I don't know about accomplished, but I do work the wood. I you mean, do. I think I think accomplishment is a is is maybe a matter of opinion, but uh, that's fine. Yes, I do love woodworking. You do lots of woodworking. You've mm-hmm. produced some really great stuff, furniture and other things. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. well that yeah. that was my fun fact about you. Now, what is your own fun fact about yourself? Um. I met Stevie Ray Vaughan in a very unusual circumstance. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, tell, tell us a quick version okay, of that I'm going to give you a quick version as quick as I can. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I partied way too much. I was not a really great student. And sure. My parents got torqued at me and, and, and made me go to an outpatient rehab because they thought I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, illicit substances. Okay. Sure. And so... Uh, the, one of the requirements was is they made me go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting once a week. It was the wow. it, was, it was a forced thing. Okay, okay. and so um, I'm I'm in a big group. It's in this. It's in the town that I live in. Um, it was on a, like a Friday night, and I was going afterwards. I was going to a movie with a friend, and so my friends he said he would come with me to the meeting because we were just going to go immediately to the movie after I had to go do this. So I had to go check in and go do the thing. So. Right. It was a big meeting, so they split us up into smaller groups, and we went off into these private rooms, and so there's maybe 10 people in each each smaller group. And I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my friend, and he looks over, and he's like, oh, my gosh. I went, what? He goes, that's Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's like mouthing it. You You're know, kidding not, me. Not, no. And, and what I year look, was this? 89, spring of 89. Because he died about a year later. Yeah, 90, 91. Yeah. Some, yeah, right, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very close to that. Wow. So... Very quickly. And he, I, he was. He was getting clean about that time. He, yeah. He released right. the song Life by the Drop. Yep. And it was, yep. he was in recovery. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, it gets around to him and he's like, hey, I'm Stevie. I'm, a, I'm an addict and alcoholic. And we're all going, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And so when the thing's over with, and I'm not going to get into this whole backstory, but my, right. my mom and her sisters went to high school with Stevie and Jimmy Vaughn. Okay. They oh, they, wow. grew, they grew up in the same town. They went to high school with them. Yeah, my aunt, my mom's younger sister, when she graduated high school, she moved to Austin with Jimmy and Stevie and her. They, she got married at eighteen, uh, and they all moved to Austin together because Jimmy and Stevie were pursuing their music careers. Sure. And they lived in this little crappy house in North Austin, um, and so they they were they were very close friends. No and kidding. So, and I knew all these stories. So when I when we go out, when we leave the meeting, we're walking out, and I'm like, oh, God, I gotta say something to him for you sure. Know? And so I stopped him, like, um, uh, you, Mr. Vaughn, and you know, I was like, Listen, I know this thing's supposed to be anonymous or whatever. I'm 17, right? Okay. And he, uh, I said, I think, um, I think you know my my aunt. And he goes, 
who's your aunt? I said, um, and he yeah. said her name. He said her name. And he's like, you're her nephew? And I said, yeah. He goes, <laughs> who's your mother? And I told him my mom's name. He goes, that's your mom? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, you know, my buddy's sitting there with his mouth on the floor, you know? Yeah, no kidding. And so he's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. He goes, I'm so glad you stopped me. I haven't seen them in you know, years. years and years. Yeah. You know, how's your mom? How's, you know, how's your aunt? And just, I mean, just the coolest guy. It became in the world. a very personal conversation. It was, yeah, it became a very, a very, very personal conversation. And he seemed genuinely, genuinely excited that I stopped him and said something to him. He's yeah, like, when we got done, you know, he shook my hand. He's like, I, I am so glad you stopped me. This is, this is a, a real, you know, kind of walk down memory lane. For yeah. Me. He goes, yeah. Please. Yeah. He goes, tell your aunt, um, you know, g- you know, give my best to your mom and, and tell your aunt that we need to get together. It's been way too long. And I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, man, anyway, it was a pretty amazing, pretty amazing experience. And he was a really nice guy. And unfortunately he did die within probably 18 months of that. Yeah, probably so. so. Man, what, that's very cool. Like, yeah. it's cool enough to meet a celebrity. Then the next step is you meet a celebrity and they're cool and nice to you. Mm-hmm. A much bigger step beyond that is have a great personal conversation because you have a family connection to the right. celebrity. Yeah. That's very, very cool. It was very cool. Yeah, that's And awesome. then his brother came around to a local venue here and uh, I went with my aunt to see the show. And after the show, we went around back because it's kind of a small venue. Oh, yeah. And he and his brother Jimmy Vaughn came out and, and we talked to him for a while. You know, he's, oh, that's you know, cool. It was very cool. That's so, great. Yeah. Anyway, I'll share a couple of quick okay. quick facts about myself. This is kind of one that I'm peripheral to, mm-hmm. but I went to college with a guy who was JFK Junior's flight instructor. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. So if you want, there was a documentary or something about it. Yeah. I don't remember what show. One of these shows. Yeah. And they interviewed a guy, and his title was you know flight yeah. instructor. Yeah. That wasn't actually his flight instructor. That was the guy that owned the flight school. It was actually my buddy that was his that was his, his instructor. Wow, that's pretty unusual. <laughs> nuts, especially given this the 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 <laughs> ultimate circumstance. Right, you very know? unfortunate. Yeah. An- another fun fact is that twice I've been thought to be dead. the The first time was I was sitting at home. I went to Texas A&M. One of the traditions there is they do a thing called Aggie Muster. Yeah. I, th- I think they do it monthly. It's been so long. I think they do it monthly, and it's they do roll call. Right. <clears throat> they do roll call of the Aggies that have died the previous month or that month mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Well, I'm at home. I've, I've graduated. I've left the school. I'm just sitting at home by myself watching TV, and my phone rings, and I just pick it up and say hello, and the guy on the other, other line goes, you're not dead. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> No, I'm at home watching TV. <laughs> Who is this, please? And it was a friend of mine from college that I hadn't talked to in years, like maybe six, seven, eight years. And he heard he heard the roll call and thought, oh my gosh, heard my I've name lo- I've lost, I, my, I have I've a, lost my guy. Yeah, I've got a common name. Right. And heard someone with the same name <clears throat> from my same class, by the way. There was someone in your same class as your same name? Yeah, so that's what caught his attention. That's why it was such a remarkable coincidence is that... He heard my name from class of with my class name. He's like, oh, my goodness, that has to be him. I mean, that's a big school, but still. Yes, from my class. Wow. So, naturally, he thought I was dead and called me up and hadn't talked to him in years, like lost touch with him. That's not, in- not even sure how he had my phone number. He might have called around. I don't know how he tracked me down. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I was like, nope, not dead. Not dead. Um, watching TV. Good to hear from you. Wow, short that's com- incredible. Short conversation. Hope you're doing well, and we hung up. All right. So, what's the second one? The second one was I was playing ice hockey. My mom happened to be 
at the get. How did that go? Please tell me your mother didn't think you were dead. No, 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 no. But um, but yeah. So I was on the ice playing. My mom was in the stands. She went to like one or two games just to be supportive because she's because right. like, she's a great Cause mom. Because she's a mom. Because yeah. I'm an adult. I'm like right. I'm like 25 years old. Yeah. She doesn't need to be there. But she came to my game and was in the stands. And she gets approached from a childhood friend of mine that I've known since I was grade school. And and he he goes, you know, you know, what what are you what are you doing here? By the way. I, I heard that. So sorry to hear about your son. Right. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, he's not dead. He's over there and points to me on the bench. And, and of course, the, the emotion, the emotional process that my friend went through at the time, because he thought I was dead. Right. Plus, he was about to get on the ice for another game. Yeah. Like, he had to process all that in the moment with me right across the ice and talking to my mother. Was this anywhere near the time frame of the Aggie Mustard thing? Uh, Did you it, think that he got it from that? No, no. Actually, I, at the place where I worked before, I'd left there. Yeah, he was. The, he was. It was the retail store. He went there, and because he knew I worked there, and he's like, "Hey, where's so and so?" And instead of saying he doesn't work here any longer, whoever he talked to said he committed suicide. Not just that he's dead. Oh, oh my god! Told my buddy that I'd commit suicide. Oh my gosh! Yes. That's incredible. Isn't that ridiculous? Yes. Yes. Who would say that? I don't know. That's that's not even prank worthy. You know no, I mean? that's, just, that's, that's just, just mean and irresponsible. It's just, mean and irresponsible. <laughs> it's just awful. Yeah. So that, anyway, that's my fun fact. Wow, that's great. Yeah. We did have Jim Weir call in. Jim's a member of our group. We love him. Jim has lots of fun facts. I can't wait to hear what this is. <laughs> yeah, he's Hopefully got, it's appropriate. He's got, Are we well, going to censor this? No, we just, we'll I, just you don't know. You just got to play yet. it and okay. see what happens. Right. So we're going to play. He called into the hotline. By the way, that number is 321-465-2180. If ever you want to call the show. Jim, I've done it many times. That's right. You have. Thank you. Jim called in with a fun fact. Let's play Jim's fun fact right now. Uh, this is Jim Weir, and uh, my story is that I had uh, once I was in a log splitting contest in uh, Springfield, Illinois, and uh, it was won by Abraham Lincoln, and I and I met him, and uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Okay, thanks. <laughs> hey, listen, I knew Jim was old. I didn't realize he was that old. Apparently so. Yeah, he carries it well. That's a very interesting fun that fact. That is very interesting. There are all of us, except for mine, all of these seem to be celebrity yeah. related. I wonder if Jim is participating in No Shave November like he typically does. Oh, I'm sure he is, and I'm sure he's got... Have you seen the mustache? Have you seen the mustache from his old Miss days? I don't know if I have or not. Well, it's pretty good. I bet it is. Uh, Jim, if you're listening, maybe you want to post a picture of your mustache and or oh, beard to the group. we would love that. We would love that. Now, Jim's not the only one that called in with an intern fun fact. Paul Chum also called in. Apparently, he's met Sean Connery. That's incredible. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Right. Well, let's listen. I want to I, yes, I hear wait. the details. I can't wait. Here we go. So, Adam. Hey, guys. It's me, Paul. How you, how you doing? Hey, so uh, you wanted to know something interesting about your listeners, and I am a listener, and there's nothing all that interesting, all that about me. Uh, I'm a pretty boring guy, but I have a I have a lot of interesting stories, so here's one of them. In 1994, I was 23 years old. I had a terrible job. I was washing windows and chandeliers at a couple of big resort hotels down here in Naples, Florida, and at one of the hotels called the Registry, I think it's something else now, the cast and crew of the movie Just Cause were staying at that hotel. And I've never seen that movie, but apparently, like, one of the scenes was actually filmed in the parking garage of that hotel. So I didn't really think anything of it. And uh, it was a terrible job, and it was just 
hot and sweaty and awful. And in the front of the hotel, there was like this big plexiglass roof thing that covered the walkway that went out to the, the carport where people would pick up and, and drop off other people. So I'm up on a ladder. I'm up on this rickety old ladder, and it's about 7.30 in the morning, and I'm scraping pelican poop off of this piece of plexiglass and kind of miserable and, and doing my job. Now, keep in mind that when you go work at one of these hotels, they put you through training, even if you're an independent contractor, and they tell you that if you run across a celebrity, you are not to ask for an autograph, you are not to engage in any kind of deep conversation, you're just to treat them as any other guest. So I knew that eventually I would see a celebrity here or there or whatever, and I actually did. I saw, like, Hulk Hogan, and I saw a couple of, like, professional wrestlers, and no big deal. So... Anyway, I'm up there scraping the pelican poop off, and out of the corner of my eye, out of my peripheral vision, I see just this, you know, random old guy wearing flip-flops and khaki shorts and, and a polo shirt, and didn't really get a great look at him. And he stops for a minute, and he says, You missed a spot. <laughs> and I look down, and it's Sean freaking Connery. Like, I looked right at him, and it's Sean Connery. And... I, I said, oh, very funny. I haven't heard that one before. But inside I'm going, holy crap, that's Sean Connery. And I tell you, that was like that was like the level of excitement where your genitals are sucking up into your body cavity. <laughs> like I don't that's that's weird. That didn't really happen. But you know what I mean. I and uh yeah, so I met Sean Connery and, and he just kinda laughed and, and he walked over to his limo and I never saw him again. So, yeah, 1994, so it's like not like I had a cell phone or anything to, to document or prove this, so you're just going to have to take my word for it. And uh, that's my interesting story, and uh, I'm sticking to it. Thanks, guys. Wow. That's a good Sean, one. It's a great one. Sean Connery is one of my favorites. So Mine, too. Yeah. Mine, too, for Love sure. Love that guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing, Paul. Okay. Yeah, Paul, thank you for calling in, as always. So we also got just a few more directly yeah. from the Facebook group. Yeah. So let's take a look at those. So uh, Jess Ann, who we love, who actually came to the onesie party that we had in Kansas City. Oh, did she, she wear a onesie? I don't remember. She did. She wore a unicorn onesie. You, that's one. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. She says the most famous person she's met was Doris Roberts from, she was the mother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Ah. Yep. That's a good one. And by the way, these don't have to be celebrity meetings. I mean, a fun fact is just a fun fact. Just a fun fact. fact. Clay Grove says, I once went to jail in England and shared a, ce- uh, a cell with jugglers, magicians, drug dealers, and terrorists. Wow. I remember reading that one. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear that story. I want to know how. I want to know why he was in jail. <laughs> I do too. Clay, if you we would need, like need to. need a hotline call. Yeah, that. call. If you'd like to, if, Clay, if you'd like to call in and just add a little bit of color to that, or, or maybe we'll make Clay our next live listener Ooh, call. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so, Clay, yeah, it's really up to you. You can either call in or we'll schedule a live listener call. Corey can come back in studio. And and you could tell that story with more detail because that's that's quite a tease. So there's some some fun intern fun facts directly from the Facebook group. It's very good. Yeah. Okay, Corey. Well, are you ready to make some live listener calls? Absolutely. Okay. This is going to be great. I'm really excited to do this. I am too. And I'm excited about our first call. I am as well. All right. Well, let's get to dialing. Hello, Corey. Our very first call is one of our very most favorite interns in the entire group. Another, you know, she is one of our top contributors in the group. Yes, I know. I'm trying to knock her off for a swat. 
I don't think that that's possible. I don't either. I don't. You're you're so far behind. You'll never catch her. I know. Let Let's give her a quick introduction. Welcome to the show, Tiff. Hello, Tiff. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I am so excited about this. I've been excited about this for a week. <laughs> Tiff, I don't know if you recognize that. I, I don't think I told you, but we're we're joined by Sciencey McScience Face. Sciencey McScience Face, hooray! Yeah, so Corey McCord stopped by the studio to to give you a call and to pick on me about my choices of things in polls. <laughs> no, we're we're not going to do no, any of that. No. We're not. That's not the agenda today. However, <laughs> how are, today's agenda, what it is, is we're doing intern fun facts. Well, I have one. I don't know how fun it is, but oh, it's, it's fun. Anybody else? But <laughs> no, no, no. S- stop! You're you're being too hard on yourself. I think it's tremendously fun. So please share with us your intern fun fact. I met Paul McCartney outside my house. Outside her house. Uh, it, where? Like, don't give us your address. But are we talking about in in Britain? Yes. Okay. But but hang hang on just pa- just pause right there. But Let's outside just outside your home. Hang on a sec. Let's just ma- first of all she met Paul McCartney. Yes, it's okay. Incredible. One of the most legendary entertainers in human history. Yes. But she didn't meet him like at a meet and greet. Right. She didn't meet him backstage. She met Paul McCartney from the Beatles outside of her own home. That's incredible. I want to know where you live. <laughs> right. When we get offline, we're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> so, so Tiff, <laughs> please, please tell us how you met Paul McCartney outside your home. Okay. Well, first, I've kind of got to explain the layout and the setting and everything. Um, where I live is just across the Mersey River from Liverpool. So I can see Liverpool from my house. Um, and my neighborhood is in that weird zone where it's not the don't go into it once it gets dark neighborhood, but it isn't the re- the like really nice end of town either. It's that little weird gray area, middle area. Got it. Except, except since I'm so near the river, um, there's houses that are located on what they call the prom, which is short for promenade. Um, and it's a, it's a path that you can walk along the river on, and there's houses that overlook that. And those houses are expensive. So you kind of have to go through our area to get to the fancy houses. Ah, well, actually, you, you literally have to go past my street to go to the fancy houses because, um, my house is directly opposite the only access road to a certain number of those houses. Got it. So it was New Year's Eve, about 10, maybe 15 years ago. And my mom was here visiting for Christmas and New Year's Eve and New Year's. And I wanted to get her out side on at mid towards midnight because I discovered that the people in my area do this absolutely amazing thing. Uh, one of the houses by the river has a, a big party. And then right before midnight, they all kind of funnel out and stand outside my house 
and other neighbors from along the street and everything join in and they all get into a great big circle and they link their arms together and they um, count down to midnight and at midnight they all go hooray yay and everything else and they sing a little bit of old lang syne huh mm, i like and, that and then everybody i do too it's so cool and then everybody kind of mills around and wishes everybody else a happy new year That's and then fantastic. everybody kind of wanders off how big a group it's are we really, talking it's really really cool um oh there's 30 40 people maybe okay. more okay uh, i mean it it stops the whole road. Yeah, that's um, great. My, my my road isn't very big, so that isn't hard. But there's a lot of people. Okay, so that sets the scene. So how, where does Paul McCartney come scene. into this scenario? Um, apparently, and I didn't believe anybody for all the years that they told me. Oh yeah, Paul McCartney's cousin lives down one of the houses on the prom, he comes over every once in a while and he goes to the pub and he does this and he does that. And I'm thinking, you guys are just, you're all just winding me up. You're all just kidding me. (laughs) There's no way that that's true. Why would he come around here? There's no way. I don't believe any of you. You're just doing it because you know that I've, I'm a huge fan. Sure. Um, so there we are new year's Eve getting ready to go out with my mom. I open up the front door. I take a step back. I stand on my mom's foot and I close the front door and I turn <laughs> around and, and look at her and say, Paul McCartney's out there. <gasps> <laughs> and at which point my mom opens up the front door and shoves me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, go and say hello to him. And so we all kind of join in on the in the circle and sing and count down and do the whole thing and we're milling around afterwards and I turn around to see who's behind me and it's him. No no hang on a second. Did he participate in the circle and the singing of of the song? Yes he did. Wow. I I want to stand in a circle and, and sing the New Year's song no with Paul kidding. McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Me too. Everything about this story this is, is incredible. Totally surreal by the way. <laughs> right. Right. Now, hang, hang on. To, so, I should have asked this at the beginning. What, what year was this and, and how old were you? Um, oh, gosh. I'm, I don't remember the exact year, but I had to be in my 30s. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Because I, I moved here when I was 27. So, so yeah, I, I turn around and he's just there in front of me. And this whole conversation went through my head in a split second. Oh my God, there he is. Be cool. Don't ruin it for him. Act like he's just some dude and you don't know who he is, but it's him. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know it's him, but, but just be cool. So what happened? So he walks up to me and he says, happy new year. And he gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And I go, ah, happy new year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and just have to play it totally cool. And we mill around for a little bit longer, and I end up bumping into him again. And he gives me another hug and a kiss and wishes me Happy New Year again. And I answer him again. And then we all kind of went back in the house, and I looked at my mom, and I said, Well, I don't know what to do now. (laughs) (laughs) So Paul McCartney basically hung out at your spontaneous New Year's party. Yeah. 
Your na- your neighborhood New Year's block party. Yeah, he just kind of appeared, and then it sounds like he was a nice guy. He he was. I mean, he didn't. He was just out being a regular guy with his family and friends and everybody in the neighborhood. And um, I don't really tell anybody who lives local unless I really know them. Because if he ever comes back, because I haven't seen him since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he ever comes back, I don't want anybody to ruin it yeah Yeah, that's like he kind of it's like he comes here and he's just paul right which has got to be a very hard thing for him anywhere right yeah yeah where where, yeah where in the world can paul mccartney go where he can just be paul right that might have been the one place that might yeah that might have been the one place where he could hang out at a neighborhood new year's Mm -hmm. eve block party it was like "Ah, yeah and everybody just goes oh look it's it's paul Paul. hi paul amazing (laughs) like it was just like it was just paul chomo <laughs> no, 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 no. Most people would go crazy if Paul Chomo showed up to their New Year's Eve problem. Let's let's be honest. Similar, it would have a right. similar response. Similar response. Okay. Oh, I'd just be worried I didn't have the right kind of food for Paul Chomo. <laughs> well, I think we've discovered that Paul Chomo's food box is almost limitless, so I just wouldn't worry a about sandwich, that. Tiff, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll make him a hot dog. It'll there be you fine. Go. And say, here, Paul, here's your sandwich. Here's your sandwich. You yeah. asked for a sandwich. <laughs> I didn't know what kind of sandwich he wanted, so I brought you this hot dog. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiff, that's fantastic. That's an amazing story. That's, that's a, that is quite a riveting fun fact, if yeah. I have to be honest. <laughs> Love it. It was... Um, it, it felt weird afterwards, I have to say that. I would because, imagine. You know, it, yeah. You you imagine something and you make up all kinds of stories like I did from when I was 12 about how I was going to meet him and what I was going to say. And then it happens and you think, well, OK, yeah, I'm wow. I'm, I'm now done with life. <laughs> yeah. What's next? There's, right. There's nothing else on my bucket list that I care about Everything anymore. Everything else is anticlimactic <laughs> from that point forward. Yeah. Number one bucket list thing done. Right. By your th- by the when you're in your 30s. Well, okay. Yeah. Ha- now what? Now what? <laughs> Top of the bucket list. Hang out with Paul McCartney at a block party for New Year's Eve. Yeah. You know, which is not at all. I thought I'd be one of the fangirls out there going, "Can I have your autograph? Can I?" You know, doing the whole fangirl thing, not just going, "Happy New Year." Yeah. No kidding. Wow. Well, Tiff, that's a fantastic story. Thank you for participating in our intern fun fact episode. You're very welcome. Yeah, this is not the first time you've been on the show. It certainly won't be the last, but we definitely appreciate you joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm always happy to show up and talk about stuff. We're always glad to have you. Well, fantastic. I'm so glad I was here for this. Yeah. I'm glad you were there too, Corey. Well, Tiff, it is you are five hours ahead, so it is it is early evening where you are. So enjoy the rest of the, your evening, and we'll see you in the Facebook group, and we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you guys soon. Take care, Tiff. Right. Thanks, Tiff. Bye. Bye, bye. Goodness gracious, she's great. She is. She's, she's fantastic. She's one of my favorites in the group. Yeah, and, and that that's saying a lot because <laughs> there's a lot of great, people. so many great people there's in the so group, so many great people, on and them. they're so fun, and. Uh, Having an episode about fun facts is a good idea because yeah. they've got a lot of great fun facts. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, Corey. It's time to call our mystery caller. Are you ready for this? I am. This is the second time that you've surprised me, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I've done a really good job of surprising you. Yeah. I, and the first one was 
utterly amazing. Well, this is going to be pretty fun, too. Hello. All right, Corey. On our phone line now is our mystery caller. It's the mother of one of our very best friends in the podcast world. It's Bonnie Chomo. Paul's mother? Bonnie, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Wow. Now, Bonnie, I didn't tell you this when we were making arrangements to make the call, but we're being joined today by another friend of ours in the podcast world, Corey McCord, who's a member of our Facebook group. Well, that's nice. The more the merrier. Yeah, I thought so too. And the re- the reason we want to have you on is because we're doing an episode on we we have a Facebook group for the show. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns, and Paul is is certainly a participant in there. Active contributor. He's an active contributor. He's one of our best contributors. And we we are doing an episode on intern fun facts. And so members of the group, we we ask them to share fun facts about them. And you know, we could certainly call Paul to share his own fun facts. He's been on the show before a number of times, but we thought it would be even more fun to call his mom. Oh, yes. I'll tell all. (laughs) (laughs) I was very much hoping you would say that. So we certainly don't want to embarrass Paul or have you tell us anything he wouldn't want you to, but we would love it if you would share some fun facts about Paul. Okay. Um, He was into um, superheroes when he was little. Okay. And now this is one of the fun facts. He was going around the house in little red blanket pajamas with feet. And, of course, that's one of the colors for uh, Superman. And I'm a sewer, so I thought, oh, it would be fun. I'll make a cape for him. Because he was just having such fun running around, flying around, or jumping around like Superman. So he would get up on the sixth step, which, of course, gave me gray hairs. And he'd he'd jump from that sixth step down to the living room. We had a tri-level. So, I mean, it wasn't too many steps, but he was a daredevil, you know, even when he was little. Well, one day, I think he must have looked at the costume and thought, this isn't really right. So he went and got a pair of his little BVD britches and put them over his pajamas because this way he had the pants that looked like Superman's pants. So that was just so funny to see him do that. <laughs> were they red? They were white. They were just the tidy whities Still, that's great. Well, I remember this picture in my mind, you know, and it's just... Uh, crack me up he's just character yeah i and think he, i think we'd all say that he still is that way yes well that's a good one although i will admit i just recently bought and wear regularly a spider-man onesie <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think i don't think we ever we ever outgrow our fascination with superheroes no and i'm going to tell you something about onesies i am a firm believer in simplicity I think everybody on the planet should be able to wear either a dress or a casual onesie and get away with it. Forget all this fashion and what's in and what's out. A onesie will do it all. Just purely utilitarian. Yes. But, I mean, you know, you could have various patterns in the fabric, but 
I think we should all just get by with onesies, summer weight, winter weight, you know, keep it simple. I think that'd be magnificent. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> well, Bonnie, that, that makes me want to ask you are, you, are you, are you particularly pragmatic? You sound like a very rational, practical, pragmatic person. Well, I tried to use rational sense now. You know, we're dealing with the mother of Paul and two <laughs> other children. That's but fair. I try at all times to use rational sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any mm-hmm. other fun facts about Paul that you want to share? Oh, yes. He was adorable, and he was just crawling and having a good old time. He was on the uh, hallway. Well, now there's a wrought iron rail there. And I was there, and all of a sudden, I just turned around, and I turned back because I heard that he was crying. Now, what's up with this kid? He's crying. He got his head caught in between the wrought iron oh, posts. Oh, no. And I am looking at this kid, and it's like, how in the world am I going to get this kid out without wrecking his ears? You know, I panicked, you know, because, it, you know, he was just crying. He wanted to get going. Sure. I thought, what am I going to do? Grease his head up or something? You know, well, I just carefully pushed his head back. Fortunately, his ears didn't fall off, <laughs> and everybody was happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. Yes, yes, thank goodness. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do. It was going to be, this kid's going to be hanging around the rail, and I'm going to have to hunt on the phone to find somebody that could cut wrought iron. But I thought, oh, I've got to try something. Well, so I think I, I think back then you would have had to call the fire department, right? Yeah. Everybody calls the fire department for Jaw- things like that. Jaws of life. Right. So anyway, crisis was solved, and he didn't try it again. I think by that time, he was only six months, but by that time, I think he grew enough to where he couldn't do that anymore, even if he tried. <laughs> well, thank goodness. Well, what else? Any more fun facts? Oh, we could, you know, I could be here all day with it. Let me see. Oh, um, how about the time that, well, he was a teenager and he was driving and he was hanging around with his cousin that was a couple years older than him. Now, I don't know if he was the driver or if he was the trigger man. And I'll explain what I mean by trigger man. They had a little Isuzu, and there was a windshield washer. Well, those two cooked it up to where they took that windshield washer, and they had it exactly aimed. Now, you're talking Florida. You're talking windows down. You're talking warm weather. Well, they got that thing to where it could shoot over, and it could hit the wrong person in the face, the one that was driving that was parallel with them and had the passenger window, window down. Wow. So they would go driving around and they'd see somebody like that. And the trigger man, whoever it was, would hit the windshield washer with with water, you know, nothing bad. And they would just look and the person, how they reacted, they'd usually jump up in their seat. <laughs> and they just look ahead like innocent, like, I didn't do anything. That's a so, 
that's another one that, uh, you know, only my son could think of something like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. Well, what about you? Do you? Are there any fun facts about yourself that you'd like to share? Well, it kind of involves Paul, but it involves me as a thrifty mom of three on a tight budget. And by the time I did this, the kids were just going through milk like crazy. And I don't know if you have family, but I'll tell you, when they get to a certain point, you, every time you turn your head, you go into the grocery store to get bread and milk, if you know what I mean. I do. All right. Well, Thrifty Mom decided that, you know, I think I ought to try powdered milk. I might be able to save a few bucks. I'll just take the milk carton, and I'll just go ahead and make powdered milk. Well, the first attempt failed because he found little bits in his milk. It was a dead giveaway that it was powdered milk. And he said something about it. He complained, Mom. <laughs> you know, so he complained about it. And I thought, well, I've got to use a different strategy. So what I did was I took all that powdered milk and I mixed it again. I put it through a strainer and strained it into the milk carton. I figured no lumps. I won't be discovered. He'll drink it down. I won't hear a thing about it. What do you know? He picks up the carton, he pours a glass of milk, and he says, Mom, this is powdered milk. And I said, how do you know it's powdered milk? What do you mean it's powdered milk? He says, I looked at the carton, and I saw the expiration date, and it was two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) How, How old was he? Well, he probably was about eight or nine, something like that. Wow. You know? Wow. That but, is. I mean, the kid, observant, you know? I mean, you oh couldn't. My, no uh, kidding. No kidding. You couldn't pass the thing over on him, I'll yeah. tell you. So, I think that still may be the case. Yeah, I think that's the case. I have one that takes the cake, though, if you want, uh, if you have time for another fun fact. Oh, sure. Get, yeah, one, give us one more fun fact before we go. Yeah, this this is the one that takes the cake. He was at home sick one day. His dad had to work. I had to work. So we were gone. But, you know, he was like uh, old enough to where we figured a couple of hours he'll be all right, you know. Well, he gets on this TV show that is a talk show, a morning talk show. And he's watching it. And good old Paul, you know, he uh, decides he's going to make a phone call. So he goes ahead and calls and... uh, Anyway, they're talking back and forth, and the guy is saying to him, you know, well, what are you doing off school? I'm sick. But then it's like, um, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, Paul had seen something before, and he misused the term. He didn't really mean what the term meant, but he said, I just want to be a gigolo when I grow up. Okay, it gets worse. No. Okay, I'm going to tell you what happened. My husband is at work, and he's with the boss. They're driving around the truck talking. And the boss says, just a minute, just a minute, because there was an ad that came on the radio. He says, this kid is really cool. I want to hear him. That was my son. It was his conversation with that TV show. No. And they used it for I don't know how long for a commercial. 
Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he, he was infamous at that point at the age of, I don't know, eight, oh, 10 years old. God, that is fantastic. Yeah. And it, it was hysterical. And I tell you, the host of the TV show, he cracked up. He couldn't even talk. His head was on the desk. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say that is a doozy. That is, if that's, if there's anything funny, that one. Absolutely. You definitely saved the best for last. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a list of them. I got more, but that's the good ones. No, th- those are very, very good. Thank you for sharing those. And, and it sounds like that was a precursor because today he's more or less on the radio. Yeah. You know, he um, seems like he had his share of uh, media or up in front of people, you know, when he was with the school kids, you know, he was on a stage, you know, in a group and all that. So he has had his uh, exposure, you know, to talking. But I think talking incognito, you know, is re- very comfortable and he loves it. Yeah. And he's very good at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate your enjoying him. I know we really enjoy uh, just he has a lot of fun. And I think he has a novel way of approaching what he does so i would agree yeah we're happy we're happy he has this outlet that's great yeah well and and we don't just enjoy the show i've I've really enjoyed you know my friendship with him as well how nice and i know he's the feeling is mutual yeah for sure well bonnie have you ever been on a podcast before this is the first time i've ever been on a podcast so uh, I took a lot of chocolate today just to interview with you. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that serotonin. I needed that feel good. I needed that calming chocolate. But I did it in a balanced way. I, I meant to sure, I made sure rather to have one piece of chocolate in each hand. That's balanced. Uh, <laughs> literally, literally, it's balanced. <laughs> yes, I believe in balance. Well, we love Paul, and, and you're an absolute delight as well. And I'm, I'm very glad that your, ver- your very first appearance on a podcast is on Gravity Beard. Well, I'm going to be listening for it when you have it. Uh, and when you air it, I'll be anxious to see how I sound. Uh, I'm sure you're going to sound great. And, and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. It was fun. It really was. Yeah, it was for us, too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Great you're having welcome. you. Great meeting you. Well, you too. All right, Bonnie. Have a great day. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. There you go, Corey. Wow, the mother of GBI royalty. That's pretty pretty impressive. The great Bonnie Chomo. Yeah. She's fantastic. neat lady, yeah. She's a really neat lady. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Corey, I don't know if you noticed. I think you did when we were on the phone with Paul's mom. That I get maybe it was Paul's dad was tripping, yeah, tripping in, the back, in the background, yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah, telling her, I did adding some stuff and, and laughed a couple times. He I could hear, I could hear him, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was great to have sort of have Paul's dad also on the right, show, right? Just, like he didn't want to be on the call. It's not like she, maybe she was on speakerphone. He didn't want to be close enough to actually be in the conversation. He just wanted to add commentary from right. the, from like down Col- the hall, color commentary, yeah, down the, the hall, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's great. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of couple of other callers that call into the show our podcast grandma and grandpa oh yeah kind of like us talking to lois right and grandpa frank like across the room right yeah mm-hmm. 
I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to say that we had both of his parents on the show. I think that's fair. We I think heard it's, him. I think it's fair to claim that. Okay, well, there you go. That was fun. That was great. Yeah, thank you for stopping by to discuss intern fun facts. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always enjoy doing this. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I think you would both agree that would be great for you to keep coming back on the show as often as we can have you. Adam's going to get angry if I keep coming back. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I hope not. Well, he, you know, Keith's already threatening his job, so now, <laughs> and now you're in town. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, Adam's Adam, hate Adam I'm local. <laughs> Dang it. I drove here today. And it didn't even take you that long. No, it didn't. <laughs> and I really don't care what Adam's going to think about this. <laughs> God, don't start another fight in the group. We already have so many conflicts. No, 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 no. Adam, I, I, I'm kidding completely. You know. Although I will say, speaking of conflicts and debates, the potato debate is raging in the group right now. And it's going to come to an end soon. We've done all the voting. We've come to a conclusion. It ended up being a tie. We have to resolve the tie. And we're in the process of resolving that tie. And we will announce those results on our next staff meeting. Have you decided how you're going to resolve the tie? I have. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say the tie is literally as we sit here, the tie is being resolved. I will say this because I know what the two final options were. I know what the tie is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can say it. The ties between mashed potatoes and French, and French fries. fries. And, and, and it and, came to a dead heat. And I same think that's a, and I th- honestly, as much as I'm behind mashed potatoes all the way, those are the two. Those are the two that I would have said, Ugh. if I got to come down to this, then I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Perhaps. those two being the last two yeah. standing. And I can understand how that would end in a tie. That's a, I, mean, I love French fries. But I, I eat lots of French fries. That whole thing was instigated by Paul. And it was painstaking. We went through like 14 rounds, eliminating one form of potato at a time. It's been one of my more favorite polls that have been posted. I agree. Because it I was agree. so well, uh, it's gotten about long as much, and in-depth. Yes, it was fantastic. And it got about as much attention as like the cheesecake poll and a couple of others that really stirred things up quite a bit. Yeah, sure. So, uh, but but yeah, it's, it's amazing that we went through all of that work mm-hmm. and it came down to an even tie. With a bunch of votes, we got a lot of votes. Yeah, we did. Dead heat, and then yeah. we had to resolve the tie. There was there were some few people that were playing around towards the end. Who, but that's who knows? Okay. Who knows? That's just how the game is played. Yes. All right. Well, let's finish up with some credits. You know, please do if you're not already in there. Come join our Facebook group. Just search the Gravity Beard Interns. Also, the number of the Gravity Beard Hotline is three two one four six five two one eight zero. You can find us on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. We're proud members of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows. Go to podfixnetwork.com for more details or search at Podfix on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can search Gravity Beard, all one word, on patreon.com or Venmo. The music on the show is by Silent Partner. You can find them in the YouTube audio library. This is not the only place you can hear me. I'm also co-hosting another show called Life is Messy with Sarah Stapleton. You can find that any place quality podcasts are sold. For my good friend, Corey, a.k.a. Sciencey McScienceface, I'm your host, Toph. You've been listening to Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Goodbye, everybody. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com.